Good morning, good morning, good morning on this awesome Sunday morning. Oh my word, the sun is shining and that's what's important this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for one more time that we can visit in your home and share the word. Now we also want to pray because this week coming we there's three funerals going Wednesday, I will bury somebody in the Dutch Reformed Church in Belleville, 38 years young, died of a brain cancer. Uh, Thursday, to Pastor Nicky Lagrance's service, died of pancreatic cancer. Then Saturday, uh, Sister Matthew's funeral. So there's a lot of things happening in this life, but we need to stay focused on God's assignment for our life. I've learned, and you know, on all my journey with God, and I'm serving God 51 years, and been in ministry for 46 years full-time, I've learned life can be interrupted in a split of a second. So, years ago, I had to let go. I'm very important. It's all about whatever. (laughs) so that we can fulfill the great grand design why God put you on the face of the earth. Now, the whole of August, we are speaking, oh, my word, and how more we share this, how more powerful it comes. And, oh, my word, also thank God for all the testimonies. Early this morning, after 6 o'clock, I had a phone call of um, Pastor Veli Willifier, shared a phenomenal testimony about Pastor Johnny von Weyck and Bloemfontein. He was three weeks bedridden and couldn't walk. He nearly died. And he sent him the keys of faith and the message. And he said, keep on listening. And yesterday he got out of the bed and started walking again. A testimony. Somebody say the word works. It's all about the work. Ricardo Schumann got a phenomenal job in the time of lockdown when they close businesses and companies and now why I'm telling you these things we are in this world but not from this world yes my mother and father helped God for me to get me here but I was pre-planned you were pre-planned by God long ago before the foundation of the earth And the saddest thing that I've learned, and I was there at a time just going through all the emotions and being in ministry and just do it as the book says and the church regulation says and the the moderator says and whoever says. But I never had the peace of having something deeper with God than what I had at that time or what I have now right now. And this is the very thing that the message we share. And this morning we have different services. 7.30, there was the prayer walk in Bonnie Bray. And then 8 o'clock, the Afrikaans service. And 9.30, there's an English service. And then all the 10 o'clock services. I think we do today 8 or 9 services also via the live stream. And oh, yes, and, and then the, the Afrikaans broadcast on Craig's Cake on television on 10.30. Now, why do we do all these things? We do it to unlock the greatness that's inside of you. 
Have you ever come to the place where you feel, is this all what life has to give me? Is this all what I was created for, to be born, grow up, married, get children, become a grandparent, retire and then die? No, that's not life. That's the system of the world. That's what the enemy tries to bring into your mind. Because if time permits me today, I want to speak about also the laws and show you the four strategies that the enemy use against you not to live out since you said, let thy will be done. And here I am, what we spoke on last week. Now, Jesus made a statement. He said to the disciples, he said, I'll give to you the keys of the kingdom. Oh, my word. Now, I'm going to share. That's what we share is the keys of God's kingdom. And it just comes out of the word. If you hear any message, if you watch any television, if you watch any preacher, listen to a CD, DVD, whatever you listen, make sure what they say is in the word. Even correct me on the word. If it's not in the word, it's not God. Now, here we are, Jesus in Gethsemane. Oh, my word. Now, you will see Matthew's record of this. He said Jesus prayed, prayed three times. Now, he said, and going a little farther in Matthew chapter 26, 39, he threw himself upon the ground on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it's possible, let the cup pass away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will not want or I desire, but as you will and you desire. Wow, that's so powerful. Then Jesus went and looked for his disciples and they were asleep. And then the Bible says in verse 42, again, a second time he went away and prayed. My father if this cannot pass by unless I drink it, your will be done. Now he knew he's going to take all the sin, all the sickness, all the poverty, all the calamity, all the destruction, what the enemy and mankind did on the face of the earth. He's going to pay for everything on his body so that we can have liberty and be free. Isn't that phenomenal? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. That's why everything God does is because of love. And listen, because the Bible is not a book of rules and regulations, because it's rules and regulations without a relationship breeds rebellion. Oh, my word. That's why the instruction of Jesus is to help us to live the very reason we were designed for. And only the one that manufacture or design can tell you exactly what was the intent, the purpose, and the reason that this was created. And that's where we go back to God. We were created by God for God. <laughs> in the book of Revelation, John is caught up in the spirit and he saw before the throne 
how the elders and everybody are in front of the throne, prostrate them there, and they say, Thou art worthy, O God, for Thou hast received all the glory, because Thou hast created all things. Now listen to this phrase, and all things has been created for Thy pleasure. Wow. You are here this morning, the fact that you are tuned in, the fact that you are alive, the fact that you are on the face of the earth, the fact that you open your eyes this morning for God's pleasure. God wants to enjoy you. Through you, he wants to display that love and that greatness and that mercy. It's not how good I am. It's not how good works we do. It's how good he is. That's important. Now listen. Now then Jesus went and saw them still on the fast asleep. And he went a third time. And the Bible says for the third time he using the same words. After he said, let thy will be done. In other words, here I am. Then after the third time he woke up his disciples. Because he know after you hand over your will. And you say, here I am. You cannot keep your life in neutral and live just as you have lived. You need to put action. Action. Now, our granddaughter, she's an actress and she played in movies, Kayla Fontoner and you and Grace Cake and different movies and stuff. And they can tell you when they are doing the movies. They say the thing and then action. <laughs> it's action necessary to get you in a place to fulfill what God has designed you. Now, I ask you in the beginning the question, I was there. I know what it is to give up hope. I know what it is years ago to be depressed, oppressed, compressed, to become suicidal. <laughs> All this stuff I know about by the grace of God help me. What I share in life is not here saying. What I share is my life experience to help you, to tell you the word of God works. If I believe it or not believe it, it's going to work for the person that get hold of it, apply it and do the work. Now in time to come, um, six years time, it's amazing. I'll be 70. And uh, now you're at the point, you don't care what car you drive, what house you live in, what money you have. The only thing you realize, those things doesn't have eternal value. Yeah, it's wonderful to drive a nice car and live in a good home, whatever the case may be. But what's going to be important is, whose life did I impact? What legacy did I leave behind? What children's life could I impact in this ministry? And thank you for all of you that help us to do it, to feed the multitudes and start new adventures and start new places to feed. Man, people are suffering. Thousands. We don't deal with, I say thousands upon thousands. Whole families are. That's what's important. One day in eternity, we don't do it for a thank you on the face of the earth then you already have your reward. We do it because of God. And I've learned you and I
can never outgive God. <laughs> never. Come on, somebody. This this family of the couple was very, very, very wealthy. Had no children, and uh, oh my word! And he was very stingy. And his will said, "If I die." Put everything in my coffin. I don't want to end up in eternity empty-handed because I need my things. And uh, the day with the funeral, his wife was there and she smiled instead of crying. And everybody said, didn't he made a terrible wall? She said, no, I acknowledge that. I put everything he have in the coffin. He's buried with that today. They said, what? She said, I signed the check. <laughs> I fill in the amount and we buried him with the check. <laughs> that means he entered in with nothing and she got everything because we realized things are temporary. You work your whole life to have a good life and then, then you start all the money you've made and all the, then you use all that what you have worked for to help you to have a healthy life. So why don't you just live the God-given design, life as Jesus said, and have it in abundance so that you can live that life, impact lives, change lives, and you and I can never outgive God. Now, this is the thing with the theme. Let thy will be done. <laughs> Not my will. Oh, my word. We can create animals or we train animals and even snakes. I hate snakes, python snakes, and they turn around and the, the, the zoo takes a young elephant, put a pole in the or a concrete thing, tie a chain around his leg. And then that thing is wild because he was born to be wild. But then the, the thing is a few meters or a few feet long. And this elephant start running and then the jerk suddenly with this chain on his back leg. And after a while he felt as the skin goes broken. He felt, oh my word, if I walk eight steps, it hurts. So I'll do seven. So they program him in his mind. They, they train him. They control him in his mind. As long as I walk seven steps, there's no pain. Now the elephant is an adult and he can demolish a whole city. But it's amazing. At the circus, they put this little peg in. <laughs> I mean, you can pull it out. A baby can pull it out with the chain around his leg. And in the back of his mind, he had programmed his mind. Limited. This is all what I have. And he never lives out what he was really created for. Same with lions. and Now, mankind, because animals don't have their own free will. We, God gave us our own free will. And that's the dimension where the enemy will operate in, is to get your will polluted. Because I will, now this is amazing. That's why a lot of people, think their identity lies in their title. <laughs> I've got a PhD from a university, and uh, people ask me now, I say, I feel like a, a, a male nurse now with all these doctor <laughs> degrees that everybody have. 
I don't care what they call me. Because my identity is not in my title. Did you hear that? My identity is not in my title. My identity is not in what I have accumulated in life. Or my identity this morning is what is in Jesus. That is secure. It's stable. It's unshakable. Romans chapter 8 says, He calls you His son. You are a son of God, a daughter, lowercase, not you are. <laughs> he says, if you do what I instruct you, you are my friend. It's not many people that Jesus calls his friends. <laughs> or God said he's my friend. He said it to Moses at a time and to Abraham. But the key word was they had to do what the instruction was. And what did we say? What is the important thing? The people think the Bible is a book of rules and regulations. No, rules and regulations without a relationship with Jesus will always breeds rebellion. And we cannot operate with rebellion. We need to operate by love. Now, <laughs> that night when Jesus prayed, he knew. And the next moment, one of his 12, Judas, did sell him for 30 pieces of silver, Less money than a brown bread. And uh, he walked with Jesus. He saw the miracles. And I shared it last weekend. The fact was, Jesus could be his savior, but never his Lord. There's a lot of Christians on the face of the earth. Jesus is just their savior, but they never made him Lord. Lord means everything I have, what I am, what I possess. There were services that I left. Without my car, I gave it away. In what one weekend, I gave away two cars. And the Lord said, give it to the people. Uh, oh, my word. We have given away 34 cars, and not junk cars. But I've seen how God blessed us with phenomenal things. We've built houses for people, gave it to them. We help people to establish in this life. Why? Gustav, do you, why do you tell this? I just tell you, everything I am, everything I ever will be, everything we will ever achieve, listen, are by the grace and mercy of God. I was the first person in the history of South Africa and America that they made a chaplain for the state of Louisiana. In America, African, that became, now you know people when I'm in America, they say, why aren't you black? I said, no, I'm an albino. <laughs> because they don't understand most of them. Said my parents put me in jig, paint me with PVA. <laughs> America, they say Clorox. But listen, this is the thing. I've learned long ago. I can never live for myself. Because there was incidents that I faced in my life, and I know it's now or never. I can be taken out in a split of a second. So. All these things said, let me get to the word to help you. Because when I can help you with let thy will be done, the step further, because you cannot stay there. Remember, these words from revival and awakening, and I shared it last Sunday, but we need to walk in resurrection power on that third day dimension. Now, this is the thing. <laughs> Everything 
that God starts, starts with a word. The new beginning, the new year, your every week, your every morning starts with a new word. <laughs> now, now, because this is the thing, Jesus shed his blood where? The first place, in the garden. Why? Because it was in the garden that mankind mess up. God created Adam and Eve, put them there to rule and reign. And Genesis 1, God said, it starts with a word. This word this morning is the beginning to activate you, to take your life out of neutral, to come out of traction, to move into action, not to stay any longer in the same position that you are, but to move higher. And how higher you go, how more powerful you will discover, how less you become and how more greater God becomes through you. Now in Genesis 1, you will see where God said, let there be light and there's light. And then God starts speaking a word, a word, things into existence. And then God spoke over Adam and Eve in Genesis 2, have dominion. We created them in our likeness and our image and have dominion and rule and gave them seed. He said, because this plant seed, this is what you're going to live from and this is how it's going to happen. And in other words, God's way of doing things. Did you hear that? God's way, not my way, not, not what I thought they said or a dogma. No, no, no. God's way. That's the thing we need to tap into. Now, here is the word. Because if all beginnings start with, in my life, with a word, I need to know the word. It's a fresh start. It's a new beginning. And the promises are new every morning. It starts with a word from God. Wow. Now, listen, family. All that God said and that God wants you to <laughs> experience and say to us, listen, will come under attack. Every word from God comes under attack. Don't think the devil is just going to fold his arms. How many times of, did we make a decision and we knew it was God? And then suddenly 700 thoughts bombard your mind and you share what God said, what you feel like. And then the people said, are you crazy? That cannot be God. Now I say again, the measure stick how things are, what God wants is lined up with his word, the word, the Bible, the word of God. Now every word spoken over your life will come under attack. Because the enemy know when God speaks a word, it's life, it's light, and it's multiplication. God's word brings freedom. Knowing the truth and applying the truth brings freedom. A lot of people know the word. They know truth, but they don't apply it. But they're in bondage. They are slaves. Now, the question is this morning, what's holding you back? From the very thing God wants you to experience on the face of the earth. 
what is the thing? And I want to help you. Because family, this is the thing. Everything God wants to do in your life, there will be an assignment against it. Now in Genesis, God created the book of the beginnings and uh, Satan hated Adam and Eve. Oh, he hates you more. <laughs> because there they were in the likeness image we are of God. But in the new covenant after Jesus died and the outpouring we have the Holy Spirit in us. Now, Satan was a fallen angel with a third rebellion happened in heaven. And a third of the, <laughs> the angels was cast out and God bind them with chains of darkness. That's why they need light. They need people that knows Jesus to <laughs> maneuver their actions on the face of the earth. Now, he, he was not created, and because you are created in God's image and his likeness, he hates you. Oh, he fears you. He trembles when you woke up this morning and say, this is the day that the Lord has made. No, he wants you to say, oh, it's a terrible day. How do I going to come through this day? It's a, no, no. He, he's afraid because your circumstances needs to hear you have a word in your mouth that can change your life around. Now listen, this is the thing. In Genesis chapter 1, I said, God said, and it happened. Now in Genesis 3, suddenly the serpent is there. <laughs> now, listen, because he's there to test the word, he knows what God says. And in Genesis 3, he's on the scene Eve is not supposed to be where she was and the wrong moment. And then the serpent said to the woman, uh, he said, uh, now the serpent, verse one, chapter three, was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan said to the woman, can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from every tree, now listen to how he twists the truth. He's a liar. He's the, the seven spiritual laws that you need to know to operate in, to love. Here I am. And to be a world changer, a history maker, and a planet shaker. Remember, instruction without relationship, instruction without application of the word leads to rebellion and to stubbornness. Now, he says, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But, verse 4, now it's the serpent again. There's an attack on the word of God over Adam and Eve. I want to say it again. There's an attack on every word from God over your life. And the enemy will come as the father of lies. He will not knock on your door with two horns and with a long tail and a fork. <laughs> and said, hey, I'm the devil of the area. I'm here to seduce you, give you a heart. Now he comes in all forms and sizes and shapes and with the spirit, with the speed of a thought. Years ago, and some of you will remember Farnes Rotenbach, 
he was in Barberton. I was a preacher in Barberton years ago. And uh, they had a play where he played the devil. <laughs> so he had the horns on and the fork and that outfit with the tail. And he thought he's going to walk from the hotel quickly because most people uh, late afternoon in Barberton is in the pub, they're drinking. And he'll just walk quickly that nobody needs to. He'll get dressed in the hotel room and then zerts into the city hall where they have this play. And while he was walking, it started raining. And he jumped on one of the Pentecostals church uh, porch. And they were having a prayer meeting. This is classic. Fathers told me the story. He said, and as he ended up on the stoop, he slipped. And he opened the doors. He said, and the first person that saw him was the pastor. <laughs> he said, the pastor dropped everything and tried to jump for the windows. Now, it was that windows when we in school that opened this way. And he tried to get himself out. And when the congregation looked back and saw what's at the door, now, Farnes was very amused with what they jumped, tried to get through the window. But there was one big lady. Now, that was the time with the hats <laughs> in the 70s. And she tried to get through the window. She's the only one in the building left over because everybody ran and scream and yell. And she couldn't get through. And she turned around. She said, ha, ha, I've bowled them all. All these years they think I was serving God with them. She said, no, I was serving you. <laughs> that was Farnes Rotenbach's testimony about flaky Christianity. Now listen, every word... Here the serpent comes and he said to Eve. Now the problem was Eve allowed influence, somebody say influence, to redesign what God has said and God has planned and what's God's will. There's only people, family, there's only one will on the face of the earth that we must execute. It's the will of God. That's the only will that carries the guarantee that heaven and earth shall pass away but my word. The guarantee you're going to make it. You're going to be victorious. You're in the system but not from this world. You have world overcoming faith and God saw you and anointed you and called you to be a giant, a champion in the Lord. Yes, your setbacks doesn't need to be a Repeat in your history uh, or in your future. Your history doesn't need to be a repeat in your future. Stop that now in Jesus' name by believing God above situations. People say, why do you get so, I'm so excited because somewhere there's a person that can get hold of the word and be a mighty giant for the kingdom of God. Now listen what happened. And then suddenly God is there. Now Adam and Eve discover they naked. And the first question, the question God will always ask you in your life. If you're not in relationship or where you're supposed to be with him, where are you? So here God comes and he's in the garden. And Adam and Eve, where are you? Now they're hiding and fig leaves and God said who told you that you eat of that tree who influence you who mess with your mind who play a mind game with you 
Who, who gave the word that you respond to that word and violate my word? Because everything about God, his will, is higher than any other will. And he wants us to say, here I am. And then when Adam and Eve, now God has a word. Remember what we said, everything starts. Now God is now doing damage control, restoring back what Satan influenced. Adam and Eve messed up by the influence of the devil. <laughs> now they start in the blame game. Adam said, it's this wife you gave me. <laughs> and she said, it's the serpent. Instead of them saying, yes, Lord, we violate, we miss it. We didn't do what you told us. We did outside influence the serpent. Did. Uh, instead of saying that, they get in the blame business. As long as you're blaming situations. 2008, some of you know the story. We have four children. We had four children. And, uh, of course, the two girls, and then the son, Quirce, and then Vili, our younger son. 2008, Nikki, who, children's mother, a brilliant businesswoman. Six million rand turnover a year. She left home here, right now where I'm preaching here. She and our younger son, Vili, and they went to Oatshorn. And uh, Monday morning, Vili phoned me. He said, Daddy, Mommy. And uh, said, put the phone at her ear, and it was hard. She had meningitis. Then ambulance rushed with her to George Hospital, and they did not inject her blood thinners and the rest of the story. Overnight, Nikki turned into something you never realized. The day when they carried that brilliant woman into this house, she was half in a coma vegetable. Our lives were invaded. Day nurses, night nurses, weekend nurses. Now, Nikki is with Tasha and them in a little apartment. They're same story. But I've learned what is pain, what it is to deal with life. I can tell you when the doctor said, it's better that she died than what she come out. You're, gonna, you're all going to have this situation on your hands. Now, it's 2008. Then a few months later, October, our oldest son died, age 28. Oh, my word. I was devastated. I was in the United States, you know, I'm living six weeks here, four weeks, and, and in the U.S., and I was devastated. I can tell you the exact place where I received the phone call when Lanzel phoned me and said, Daddy, Kuz went to sleep and never woke up. It's on O'Neill Lane where we live today in America at the Hobby Lobby parking lot. The week before that, I went to Bury Mardin out of the Dutch Reformed Church in uh, Ribia Castile. And oh, my Elsa was with me. And as we passed Klepievel, a man with his three sons had a terrible car wreck. And two of the sons was instantly killed that previous night. So here we're driving after the morning service. And I said to my mother, I said, may God forbid that I will never bury a child. Not knowing in the next week what will happen. So let me get on. Here I was angry. 
stuck in America, flew out eight days later. I buried him out of the Wellington Dutch Reformed Church. And I was angry for a year and a half. Now, I know you've never been there. I was at times angry with God. That's why I know what it is to be a fake, to fake it until you make it. That's all junk. I refuse to be a fake. I want to be what you see is what you get. That's what people say. How's your life? I said, ask my family that's with me. Don't ask me. I can maybe lie. But it took me a year, 18 months to work through, process this. And we're back in a December that 2009 and uh, Yaku was with me, one of our pastors, and I said, Yaku, you better pray for me today. I'm not going to make it. And he said, I never heard you speak negative. I said, I'm angry. So I wasted 18 months. I went on average survival mode because I did not deal with something that was supposed to dealt with. Now, you, you know parents is not supposed to bury pa uh, 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 children. Children must bury parents. But out of that, I've learned the most amazing lessons. Life is a classroom. It will teach you lessons that no university, no class, no Bible school, no preaching, no, nothing can teach you. That's life. And that's why you only have one life to live. If you can live it with, let thy will be done. And Lord, here I am. You don't need to look. Whom shall I say? Here I am, God. Use me for your glory. Then you will discover. Now God comes with a word to restore all the damage. And he said again to the serpent. Now this is amazing. Because in verse 9, God called and said, where are you? And then the man said, it's the woman, woman you gave me with me, and she gave me fruit from the tree, and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is the, what have you done? Outside the will of God is a very dangerous place. Now, don't, don't, don't get confused. I'll help you with the will of God today in the services. And the woman said, the serpent beguiled, cheated outwitted and deceived me and I ate and the Lord God said to the serpent now here's a word again a word everything in your life starts with a word because you have done this you are cursed above all domestic animals and above every wild living thing on the field upon your belly you shall go and you shall eat dust and what it contains all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. I will bring a separation now, Satan, between you and mankind. He says, and between your offspring and her offspring. He, her offspring, the seed, Jesus. This is the word. He will bruise. <laughs> Listen, and tread your head underfoot, and you will lie in wait and bruise his heel. 
Now, that is phenomenal. That whole scripture actually means God restored the kingdom. God restored, and he said, now the seed of this woman, speaking about Jesus, is going to come. You will bite him on the hill, put him on the cross, and he'll pay, but he's going to crush your head. He's going to rob you. He's going to strip you from all the authority Adam and Eve hand over. Remember, Adam and Eve had the keys. They hand over now to the serpent by coming outside of God's will and no longer to say, here I am. We're going to do it now our way. Now there was never thorns and thistles and all the murders and everything happened there. Just after that, they had to leave the garden. Satan is afraid that you're going to follow God's instruction. And that's why what did Eve said? He beguiled me. He cheated me. He outwitted and deceived me. Why? He's afraid that if you do what God says, you stay in an environment. He wants you out of the garden, out of the plan of God. <laughs> they were still in, a, a, let me call it a submissive sub plan. But it was not God's perfect plan. And that's how the calamity until in the, <laughs> the Gospels when Matthew and John and Luke have the account of Jesus' birth with Mary. Now, let me pick up here because I'm not going to finish with the seven laws and I'll carry on tonight, but I want to help you because when Jesus made a statement, now think about Jesus. The prophet Isaiah said, who will know the mind of God? <laughs> Then Jesus came and he said in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will remain forever. Wow. Now it's not Matthew saying it. It's not some theologian. It's Jesus himself. God manifest in the flesh that says that. And because what God said in, Ma in Genesis chapter 3, that's final authority. Somebody say final authority. It means you cannot change it. God is not a person that he can lie. God can never. He said, I swore by myself. I took an oath by myself. That's how powerful the word of God is. Now, and because in Genesis 3.14, God said the final authority <laughs> the enemy wants to get you out of what God said, but God said final authority. <laughs> and the final authority, what God said, go and make disciples. Have a relationship. Love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength. That's the greatest commandment. And love your neighbor. It's a love relationship, people. Now, the enemy wants you passive, inactive. That 18 months, the children's mother, quiz, all these things. I was passive. I did things like a robot. But in the, I will start crying and crying and uh, because I, my mind was so polluted with negativity. I was angry. Now listen. <laughs> He wants you, the enemy, the father of lies, your enemy. Paul says, we don't war against flesh and blood, but against principalities. 
He's your enemy. That enemy wants you to be average, mediocre, in survival mode, and not to live out, let thy will be done, O God, or to say, here I am. He wants your fear <laughs> to overpower you. Fear is a force. Fear is a seed that the enemy wants to plant. And the word here I am, listen, is so powerful. It always leads to action. Somebody say action. Action. I need to get into action. I hated the town where I've been a pastor now for 40-something years. We've built out, out of nothing. Got a call to this church. But while I was here, I took a calling to the AFM in Mariental in South. In the 80s, God gave Southwest Africa in the palm of my hands. We had services, miracle signs from Carrasburg right into Vintuk, into Walfish Bay, into Swakop. God gave, I can tell you phenomenal stories what God did. I took a call. I tried to run away from God, from his will, and to say, here I am. Because here in Cryfontaine was really a guitar dorp. <laughs> Poverty. The poor people called us poor. And we feed the poor and the hungry and man out of our need. So the church made me offer in Mariental. They'll give me a brand new Mercedes-Benz once a year. Give me a parsonage with the most beautiful antique furniture. They give me a salary I never had. They give me all these perks. That's why I always say, no, no, God's got only one place. You cannot, God's not schizophrenic to change his mind. So I went, had a meeting with the church board and the vice chairman. The fissy voorzitter, altijd vis for the voorzitter. <laughs> and they discuss my thing and when I will come. And that night I had to preach in that church. And as I walk in the foyer, I heard the audible voice of God. Hey, what do you think you're doing here? I did not send you. I was so shocked. I was devastated. I went into the, the auditorium and I went to the, to Herman was playing the organ. And I said, when I say amen tonight, start the car, crank up the car. I don't want money from this place. I'm not sleeping here. I said, I am in big trouble with God. I said, I'm outside the will of God, and it's going to cause destruction. Thank God. Thank I didn't understand it that way, because it was a yellow carrot holding in front in times when the enemy comes with options. But thank God that we are where I am right now, by the grace of God and all the phenomenal people God gave me. At Loftal and the staff, I had a staff meeting with pastors on Thursday night. We have phenomenal people. I can never say it's Gustav. It's the phenomenal people and my family and my children and my grandchildren. And uh, the church is my family and you watching our viewers. That made it possible. Thank you. This is the key point. Satan fears the word in the beginning. He fears a word spoken over your life. He fears the word that God has in store for your life. I came that you might have life, John chapter 10, and have it in abundance. He doesn't want you to have that life and have it in abundance. It's okay if you have the abundance, but not the Zoe life, where it's an unselfish life. It's a giving life. It's giving yourself. 
I've seen how more you give yourself away, how more God bless you, and how more things happen, and how greater things can manifest for the glory of God. Listen, because he knows. Now, this is truth. If you haven't taken anything up, I've got about 10 minutes, 9 minutes. You are chosen by God. Say, I am chosen. God could have chosen angels that submit immediately to his will, that don't have their own will. But God said, I choose you above angels to make the choice. In countries, they force marriages. I've sat with people and then they, the parents said, he will marry her. Uh, otherwise, I just said, you cannot do that. Well, then they will walk away empty-handed. I said, rather go empty-handed than wait for that billions. Because you're going to be better off living with a woman in a house like smoke in your nostrils and vinegar on your tongue or with a husband like that is terrible. But listen, you are handpicked by God. God said, I chose you because I love you. I didn't really need you, but I want you. There's a difference. God said, I want you. I love you so much. you the person that's going to change the world, change the community, change the neighborhood. That's going to win the lost for all the cost. Come on, somebody. Because Jesus said in John, the works I have done, that's your life mission. You will do them also. But you will do greater works. Say, I am destined for greater works. I said on Thursday night, I'm ready for the stadiums. I'm ready for big tent meetings. And I had big tent meetings before. We've got, had a 3,000-seater tent. We've seen phenomenal. I'm ready to do something for God outside the ordinary at this stage. To impact the world. Listen. <laughs> you are handpicked. You are predestined. You are chosen by God, chosen. He didn't say any, mini, miny, mo. He said, I choose you with all your shortcomings, all your mistakes, all your wrinkles, all your freckles, with your boopy. <laughs> I chose you. Many times, years ago, I said, God, didn't you mess up the message when you said you choose me, that it was maybe somebody else. No, no, no. God doesn't make a mistake. He knows everything about you. He chose you. Nothing to God by surprise. He, it wasn't surprise that God said, Oh, my word, there's people tuning in this broadcast this morning. I didn't know. But God knew it before, and he knew I would sit here and share the word. Come on, people. You are phenomenal. <laughs> You are greater in your tomorrow where you are right now. And it starts with, let thy will be done. And I'm ready for action. God, whatever you ask me to do, I want to do it. I want to do it because I believe in you. Listen, because he called you to live a life above average, to live a life above success, to live a life above survival mode, to be significant, successful, because Jesus died for and God preplanned your life. That's the why. Gary and myself flew to the Bahamas and we sat with James Bond 007, Sean Connery. 
shown us up in age, very, very wealthy man. And that day when we were sitting there and I was thinking, and everybody said he's successful, but he was not really significant. Whose life did he impact with the billions and all the fame? There are many actresses and actors that we know. But God wants you to impact somebody. Life on the face of the earth. Now the why. Jesus was bringing the why. Why am I here? For God's pleasure. To live out God's dream. You were handpicked. You were chosen by God. Now, now, what is my life mission? Thank you for asking. In John chapter 17, Jesus prayed. And he said, Father, just as you have sent me, I have sent them. Just. You, uh, hear the terminology. Uh, where, and then he, he was crucified, buried, resurrected, just before he ascended on he to heaven. And he spoke to his disciples. He said, peace be unto you. John 20, 21. He said, just as my father has sent me, I send you. That's your why in life. That's the what in life. That's the where in life. That's the when. The when is always now. You cannot procrastinate and say tomorrow, start right now. Your neighbors need Jesus. There's a family member that you can just love them to Jesus. There's somebody in need feeding the communities. We cannot, we cannot preach for these thousands of children and people and adults and say, God loves you, God bless you, but send them to bed with an empty belly. Do you realize 25 million people will not eat today in South Africa? 25 million. Can you imagine our school open tomorrow and uh, we've got a few hundred children in school? They'll come there and we feed the community. You need to display Jesus to them. Now, this is the thing that I need to. It starts with handing your will over. Father, not my will, but your will be done. Now, John comes and he gives an account and I'm closing. Every other disciple's book start different, but in John chapter 1, listen how he start his book, his writing, his, the gospel of John. <laughs> oh my word, when that is a home run, it says, in the beginning. What? In the beginning. So in the beginning, there's always a word. The word I'm sharing today is a new beginning, and it's a beginning for you to live out what you were designed. In the beginning, before all time, was the Word. What was the Word? Christ. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him. Wow. Through Jesus the Word. And without him was not even one thing made, not even you or me, that has come into being. It was started with a word. And in him was life, the Zoe of God. And the life was the light, not the darkness. That's the direction. This your course, what you come, the direction, your roadmap, your 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 chart, your 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 
GPS of life of men and the light shines on in the darkness. That's your life mission to be light and salt in the dark world. For the darkness has no, never overpowered it, but it out or absorbed it or appropriated and it unreceptive to it. <laughs> you the light. Nothing can overshadow you when you have the word. And then the Bible says in verse 14, and the word Christ became flesh, human incarnate, and tabernacle fixed his tent of flesh, lived a while. I'm reading from the Amplified among us. And we actually saw his glory, his honor, his majesty, such glory as an only begotten son receives from his father, full of grace, favor, loving kindness, and truth. Wow. Now that is a big mouth full of truth this morning in this meeting. And I'm closing because I want to help you to understand Satan, and I'm not here to glorify him, he's defeated, he's overcome, but it's the knowing and understanding that brings life, light, and multiplication, not to step onto the booby trap. If you get poison, ratax, snail, whatever poison, there will always be a thing that say harmful, do not swallow. If you touch it, touch it with gloves. Now, if, you, if a baby doesn't know it, they will eat it and die. God wants you to know. Say, God wants me to know. Romans chapter 12. Renew your mind. Change your mind. I'm going to speak tonight so that you can know and help you. How can you do it? How to think like Jesus. You must think like Jesus. That's the key word that carries us through. To think like Jesus. See from God's perspective in your life right now where you are. Gustav, but you don't understand what I, I understand. Maybe I don't understand everything, but I've been in life at times around the block. But when I look out of my perspective, it looks dull, dead. I'm in a cul-de-sac. There's no hope. It cannot happen. But when I lift my mind and look out of God's perspective, I see light, life, and multiplication like uh, the snake that was in this Boeing 747. I'll share it tonight. But listen, this is the phenomenal thing. Renew your mind so that you can know the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Now here is the thing. What you need to know. Matthew 6.33 is always connected with here I am. You cannot separate Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Find out how God is, what God is doing, how God is doing, how God wants it to be done. God's method of operation, God's agenda. That's what that scripture means. Then you do it just as God did it. Wow, that can preach. Listen, God's way of doing, God's desire, God's plan. What he predestined for us that we should live the good life significant by fulfilling 
our life mission. Live out your life mission. Without living or fulfilling your life mission, you will just float through life and go through emotions and never impact the world. You're called to be a world impactor. Wow. Now I'm closing really. Because the world impactor is a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. That's why you are a new creature. He made you a new creature to impact the world. He gave you the greatest ministry to share Jesus. The greatest. That's why I say your identity is not in your title. If you're a apostle and a prophet and a teacher and an evangelist and a pastor. But they care as well as Not a pastor. That's not where your, your identity is in him. A new creature. He gave you the greatest ministry of reconciliation. And he made you his ambassador. His representative. Now four subtle weapons of Satan. Mass destruction in your life. And you need to, that he wants to take you and to be neutral, to be passive, to be angry. Number one, he will come with fear. He pumps the world. The uh, pandemic, how do you think the whole world was changed? By fear. 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 Masks and sanitizer. We are so sanitized. Oh my word. <laughs> It was fear, fear. You can see the fear on people. Fear with the economy. Here the Lord Charles Hotel closing down. The Mount Nelson is not opening. Bridgestone Tires closing down. Oh my word, big companies went bang. And God still helped us to carry on. Listen, fear. You have the antidote to fear God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind, the mind of Christ. The second thing, he will come with lies. Did God say, oh, isn't this just a phase? Isn't that just something? Is God really there? Isn't that just? What if somebody asked me this week? I was sitting with a person. He said, what if God is not? He said, I'm serving God now. I said, wow, you are in a bad. He said, yes, because the economy. I've lost two million my business cannot operate. What if this was just a, a fade? He will come with lies. He's the you must say, devil, I've heard a lie right now. The third thing he will come with is he wants you to sin. Now, sin is not that apostolic sin. He wants you to walk in unforgiveness, to be better, to hold back, to build your life around stuff and money. He doesn't want you to be obedient to the voice of God. That's sin. He wants you to operate in doubt. Doubt God. Unbelief. What honors God? What pleases is God? Hebrews chapter 11, 6. Without faith it is impossible. Faith is God said it. I believe it. Now I act upon it. I do it. He knows you can displease God when he comes. And Bible says Jesus couldn't do much miracles because of the unbelief. He wants you to sin. And the last thing he wants you to do, he wants you to give up hope with yourself. You can only love people. You know, we, we as human beings feel, I need somebody to make me happy. It's true, loneliness is a terrible thing. But you can have the people, did you ever hear the saying, I am amongst a million people and I'm lonely. Have you heard that? It's because you first need to have peace on the inside. 
if you have peace here, and if you have happiness and joy here, and if you've cleared it out with yourself, God, from this day on, let your will be done in my life, not my will any longer, and here I am. And you take Matthew 6, 33, and I'm going to help you tonight how to get out of the box, how to get out of that limitation, how to come out of your traction, to move into action, how to be effective in the kingdom of God on the face of the earth for the time you have left, that you can live that life glorious, victorious, as an overcomer and as a champion of the Lord. Wow. This morning, and I'm closing, don't let the enemy come with fear, Come with self-doubt. Come with you to walk in anger and unforgiveness and doubt. <laughs> and to get your hope out of your life. He wants to paralyze your planning. Dilute your hope. And he wants to abort your future. And he know he can sow the seed. Only you can do it. He cannot really do it. It's the influence. But say with me this morning. Say, I have a word. I have an unchangeable word because the word became flesh. If the word was not important, why will God manifest himself in the form of a man as the word? It's the word. The word says this morning, you have it. You are an overcomer. You can do anything. Anything that you believe God for will be possible. If you can believe, all things are possible. Ephesians 3.20, he can do <laughs> far beyond what I can ever pray or ask for. The immeasurable, the unlimited, surpassing power of his greatness is in you. You have authority over the devil. You have authority over his plan. You have authority over his works. Come on, somebody. Tell the devil to take a hike and foot sack if he doesn't understand on their terminology. Say, take your hands off me, I'm God's property. Take your hands off my stuff. Take your hands off my family. Take your, I'm taking back this morning because I am in alignment with God's assignment. I said, here I am. Let your will be done. Because I leave you with this and every sinner that don't know Jesus, you must confess with your mouth believe with your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord he's not only Savior he's Lord say Lord Jesus I come to you this morning I confess I know you Lord as a Savior but I need you as my Lord this morning forgive me my sin forgive me for doing it my way I want to do it your way from this day on in the mighty name of Jesus thank you Lord here I am I am available that you can do it through me. A lot of people wait God to do things for them. He said, no, I've done it already 2,000. I want to do it now through you because you are my chosen vessel this morning. If you've got a sickness, say, devil, you take your hands off now in Jesus' name. By his stripes, I have been made whole. I have the mind of Christ. I think like God. I'm not depressed. I'm not oppressed. I'm not negative. I see the outcome. Here Jeremiah 29, 11. God, you have made up your mind about me to give me a hope and a future. Hallelujah. And if you need financial breakthrough, say, God, I'm a sower. I'm generous. Oh my word, I can tell you the principle work. It's a Genesis 26 principle. Give yourself out of calamities in the mighty name of Jesus and live the life that you were designed 
to love. There's no big guns or small guns in the kingdom. No big shots. We all equal. Because you have the greatest experience. You're the greatest testimony. New creature. You have the greatest ministry. Ministry of reconciliation. And he has called you as his representative. His ambassador. Gustav de Toy from the Western Cape. I'm broadcasting out of Belleville here in Leuvenstein. To all of my precious family. From my family to your family. We love you. Share this word with this morning with somebody. Send it on. It can maybe help somebody. Tonight at 6 p.m. on Central Africa time again, we broadcast from this platform. Love you. God bless you. And live a victorious life.